0: Welcome to The Exam Room. I'm your host, Brian Vardabedian, a.k.a. Dr. V from 33 Charts. If you're a regular listener around here, you know that I do these things called brief encounters. These are short-form monologues, and they're usually a take on something uh, from the news or something from 33 Charts. Uh, This one is based on a post from December 7th, 2020, on the DeepMind AlphaFold development. And fair warning, I tend to go off on tangents here, so what you hear... What comes out of my mouth may not be exactly what you read on the site, but uh, the links there are good and uh, should give you some resources that you can uh, jump onto. As a reminder, if you're not already a subscriber to the 33Charts newsletter, you're missing out, you can get exactly this kind of provocative thinking straight to your inbox every week. Head over to 33Charts.com. Look for the 33mail tab at the top. Sign up for our weekly collection of the best stuff in medicine, culture, and technology as well as special long-form pieces that I dream up occasionally and shoot over to your inbox. Provocative stuff, get it before they get me. So DeepMind's deep learning system called AlphaFold last week cracked one of biology's critical challenges, which is predicting the shape of proteins. So let's talk about this new ability to predict protein structure. And as a little background for the less chemically inclined, a protein is a daisy chain of amino acids that folds on itself into a complex, tangled three-dimensional mass. The nooks and crannies of this three-dimensional structure determine what the protein does and how it interacts with other molecules. And knowing what proteins do and how they can be blocked, for example, is critical to understanding the molecular basis of disease and ultimately the creation of drugs to cure them. So, as it turns out, AlphaFold, artificial intelligence models can predict the shape of proteins to within an atom. Now, those of you who do clinical pharmacology know that this is already being done. The difference is that the current processes of discerning protein structure can, can take years of trial and error. AlphaFold can nail down a protein shape in a matter of days. That's crazy. So, what does this mean? Bottom line expedited identification of key proteins that are playing critical roles in disease states. Now, those of you who are subscribers to the Thirty Two Shards email newsletter know that not long ago I talked about Kevin Kelly's idea that processes will trump products in the 21st century. This is a good example of this application, and it's a process that's going to revolutionize, feels like oncology, pharmacology, and much more. It's not a product, it's a process. So here's what's interesting. What may be one of medicine's most remarkable applications of artificial intelligence to date this got almost no medical dialogue across the social channels. And I watch a lot of doctors and listen to a lot of docs, and this was one that was effectively overlooked. Now, for sure, there are the realities of COVID, we're waiting for a vaccine, et cetera. But I'm not sure that it really would have been too much stiff and had this news broke a year ago. And so the silence from doctors around AlphaFold is almost its own story, and it kind of tells us some things. And what I wanna do for you is just unpack this a little bit with three core points or messages that I wanna share. And I'll go through them. And the first is that there's a growing and obvious disconnect between medical technology and the average doctor. It's a hard fact that medicine is advancing faster than any of us can understand. And that includes doctors like myself. And honestly, I suspect that the average doctor, when presented with a description of the AlphaFold story, may not be able to easily discern how this could impact them or their patients. And of course, this isn't their fault. We've all been programmed and trained to see and practice medicine just as it was on the day we graduated from medical school. We can't see the breakneck pace of change in medicine. Beyond beginning to grasp it, we really don't even know how to keep up or how to remain involved, even if we wanted to. You can argue with me all day on this, but we have to remember the inconvenient truth that in the year 2020, we're a profession that hasn't figured out how to help a concerned middle-aged woman interpret a 23andMe report. Rewind and listen to that again. This point captures the disconnect between where doctors are at now and where medicine is headed, and we've got to catch up. This gap is ultimately a problem of technology literacy, inflammation flow and overload, our current workflows and our spaces that don't allow for advancing technical knowledge. We work in increasingly industrialized spaces that have us working really hard and so looking at the bigger picture like this is difficult. And What troubles me most is the fact that we've kinda lost that wonder and amazement that comes with some of these advances. Some of that wonder maybe we had as medical students. We live in what may be the most exciting time in medicine yet We are so detached from some of this amazing stuff that it's discouraging. My second takeaway is that doctors suffer from what we might call present shock. So beyond the tech literacy that I just described, most of us have our noses so close to the work in front of us that we just can't see the bigger picture of where we or medicine is even going. Borrowing from Douglas Rushkoff's book, Present Shock, the medical community has become dangerously oriented to the present moment. Quote, everything is live, real-time, and always on, end quote. And Twitter serves as a great illustration of how we engage so differently than even a decade ago. Longer-form thinking and writing has given way to fast-moving, short-form commentary and sharing. Quote, we exist in a distracted present where we react to the ever-present assault of simultaneous impulses and demands, end quote. In our present shock, we lose sight of our past and we have a hard time seeing beyond the latest crisis. And so in this this fog of present shock, groundbreaking advances like AlphaFold that may change the total trajectory of medicine will seem out of focus or at worst, invisible. We're caught up in the granular details of COVID. We're caught up in sharing daily changing graphs of the counts of hospitalizations and positivity rates. We're caught up in our own causes and how we're victims of this or that. And through all of it, we really can't see anything beyond the end of our noses. An early iteration of this uh, 33 Charts post went out in the newsletter, and as an isolated example of seeing only what's in front of us, I got feedback that AlphaFold won't help help doctors in practice. Directly, of course, this is correct. It's not intended to facilitate things in a doctor's office. But indirectly, and over time, it's going to change everything that we do in practice. This, again, is a new process. It's not a product. It's a process that will accelerate the medications and therapies that we use going forward and that we will use every day, certainly as intensivists treating sepsis and oncologists treating cancers and things like that. And finally, the third point is that doctors will not shape the biggest medical advances in the 21st century. This is a hard one. It's a hard one to face. But our disconnect from technology advances like AlphaFold lays bare the fact that physicians are not behind this century's greatest advances in medicine. In the 20th century, and even up to the later decades of the 20th century, medical advances came from the major medical schools and teaching hospitals in the major American and European cities. Think Harvard and Johns Hopkins. And so, this thing like we're seeing with uh, AlphaFold is new because We used to be the innovators and the doers and the tinkerers. Think of the early history of the white coat and the doctor who split his time between diagnosing mysterious diseases and working with test tubes. But, and this is really key, innovation is incompatible with the medical industrialization that steers the modern medical institution. And so advances going forward will come from places like DeepMind where free-range thinkers with lots of resources do their thing. And don't get me wrong, Remarkable innovations are happening in medical schools and major teaching hospitals all over the place, but also a lot of it has been offset to the periphery beyond these medical centers. Case in point is DeepMind. And this idea of us as doctors being separated from that role of developer represents a slow trend. This is a hard reality, honestly, and it gets to how we see our identity going forward. If we're not the discoverers and the creators, what are we and where do we fit in? I know we'll always be clinicians for sure, but what I'm really referring to is our broader role in shaping the future of medicine. And finally, as a question that keeps me up at night, given these these realities, these points that I brought up, how do doctors remain relevant in this new age? And I think it's important to understand that we are under massive redefinition and we have to play an active role in that redefinition. Doctors don't like hearing the idea that they're getting behind on these advances, but if we don't have dialogue about it, we'll stand no chance of ever fitting in going forward or redefining ourselves. Well, thanks for listening to this brief encounter. As a reminder, if you're not a subscriber to the 33 Charts newsletter, go to 33charts.com and get great stuff like this directly to your inbox. Thanks again. Thank you for joining us in the exam room. If you like what you heard here, please rate the program, review us, or let folks know about us. And if you have any really cool ideas that you'd like discussed here, please feel free to let us know. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.